Let's go straight into our next conversation and continue the crypto talk today. Though we did find some buyers off the lows like we did in the coins. Dan DeLev is here to talk with us about the biggest way to trade it publicly, I guess, the exchange, of course. Coinbase, Dan is managing director and senior analyst of fintech equity research at Mizuho Securities. Dan, all right, so what are we learning about Coinbase's interaction as an investment vehicle with the crypto tokens themselves? Because the V-shaped rebound today sure looks a heck of a lot like Bitcoin. Yeah, no, I think everything at the end of the day, it's everything Bitcoin, right? Everything will rise and fall in this crypto economy based on what crypto, what Bitcoin is doing. And if Bitcoin all of a sudden starts, you know, rallying again, you'll see everything else rallies. So at the end of the day, it's all about Bitcoin. And the way we think about it, the work that we've done, I think we're headed into a crypto recession. I don't think there's much to do about this. Uh, we, we continue to see Bitcoin prices go down. I mean, that history shows you that's what's happened. The survey that we did shows you that you know, volatility is going to continue to come under pressure. So we think this is going to impact eventually, you know, Coinbase's valuation because it's all driven by this volatility, the number of users that are buying or selling crypto on, on the platform over time. I do not pity your job, Dan. It sounds like having to come up with the view on Coinbase is having to come up with the view on the direction of crypto assets. Actually, I kind of like doing that, Dan. So let's run with it. So <laughs> basically... You're saying that if one has a negative view of crypto, and, it's, and as you describe it here in this bear market, is it hard to be bullish on Coinbase until that changes? Very much so, because if you think about it, Oliver, right, the, the volatility or right, the number of times that people trade in and out of, of you know, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, everything else, right, that's what's determining the, the, the profits or the revenue that Coinbase is making, right, because they make money when you buy it make about 2%. When you sell, they make about 2%. So if you're buying and selling more frequently, they'll make more money. History shows you that when you're getting into this period of declining asset prices, and it happened in 2018, you have more kind of reluctance on the users, you know, on, on the user side to trade in and out. So actually, this survey that we did, we surveyed about 100 um, users of, or, or traders of Bitcoin on Coinbase, and more than 50% actually don't want to buy or sell their Bitcoin over the foreseeable future. So they're just holding on to it. Their average cost base is about $21,000. And the upside that we're seeing is up to 42,000. So it's really a very small upside compared to some of those like $100,000 Bitcoin predictions that people were talking about earlier in the year. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of that, that the crypto recession is not so much the asset prices, it's the volatility or the disinterest in buying or selling Bitcoin. That's kind of, that's kind of how it comes you know, to, yeah. to fruition. Thrives off new buyers uh, and uh, spreading uh, the virus, uh, to uh, use a phrase. Okay, so Dan, Coinbase, you're basically saying you don't have to sell this stock. Your price target is basically where we're at today, uh, 225, we're at 222. Is there a point mm. where it can extract itself from ties to crypto volatility? Uh, is that how their business model works? Or is that just so far the way it does work as more people sign up and get involved? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, about you know more than eighty percent of the revenue is tied to retail investing, right? So it's really like they do offer other services. They offer the um, you know at you know like assets. They're offering card now, but at the end of the day, it's going to be very very hard for them to bifurcate away from that volatility, reliance on volatility, because that's what's driving the majority of the revenue. Even institutional, you know, everybody was raving about institutional. 
you know, institutionals are paying Coinbase just a few basis points to trade in and out of crypto. So it's really all about the retail investor. And if the retail investor is disinterested in trading in and out as frequently as they did, like let's say six months ago, then that's going to drive down revenue and, and monthly users and eventually the, the margins for, for Coinbase. So I kind of think that the future, or at least the near term future, doesn't look very good for them. Okay. Dan, uh, is there uh, you know any way then in the public equity market um, that uh, you know I, I guess all of this stuff right connected to uh, Bitcoin, whether it's balance sheet, whether if it is miners, that kind of core stuff. As you and I have talked about Square so far, your description of that as being separate from the crypto drag has held up very well. Uh, is there anything else that you see in terms of how this? market is affecting public stocks? Anything that you cover? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you think about PayPal and Square, I mean, we still like them a lot. And the reason for that, if you think about Square on the cash app, it's only about 8% of gross profit is tied to Bitcoin and only about 4% of the overall thing, right? And then the catalyst for Square are everything but crypto. So if you think about sort of something that we think is going to come up very soon, they're testing it right now. It's the payday lending. If you think about the square demographics or the people that use the cash app a lot, they tend to use payday lending at like 300% APR. Square is now testing a payday lending product at say 60 to 65% APR. So it's a fraction of what it costs you elsewhere. So if, you know, if they actually launch this product, officially instead of just the beta testing that could be a massive catalyst for square and for paypal it's always great to 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 like paypal they have 400 million users they've got pretty much the best asset out there which is venmo it's all a function of monetizing it so i think those two stocks are going to continue to work despite the crypto winter because the reliance on crypto is just very small it's more of an engagement tool than anything else dan one of the things from your assessment of this i just want to come back to real quick the detail from the report is the average kind of break-even price. You see the cost basis from your survey to go back to this uh, as far as the uh, ownership of Bitcoin and the users on Coinbase. You see the average cost basis around uh, $21,000. 20% of respondents reported a cost basis above 30. That's a super interesting survey. So just tell me again how you conducted that. Yeah, we're basically going on to people who verify that they trade Bitcoin on Coinbase and okay. we ask them to vary, right? So it's very targeted at the user. I think it, I, I thought it was fascinating as well when we saw that because you kind of know at the point where, which is at 20,000 mark, right? You know at the point where it gets really interesting of people making decisions, hey, I am now kind of not above water but not below water on average and what am i doing am i waiting or am i just throwing in the towel it'll be very interesting to see what happens if bitcoin gets there yeah i agree uh definitely a good kind of number to keep in mind as we try and approximate where everybody is where is elon breaking even where is sailor breaking <laughs> even and where is average joe and jane trader uh, dan delev always great work thank you very much always a pleasure Oliver. thank you you got it dan joins us from mizuho Twenty-one thousand cost basis for the Coinbase Bitcoin trader as surveyed by Dan's team. That's a good level to keep in mind as we go to charts next.